Welcome to the Vaughn Forest Student Podcast. I'm Luke DeMarco, and we've just kicked off this new conversation about the book of Daniel. This book has a lot of amazing and, quite frankly, really weird stuff in it. But we've been talking about it so much because we're kind of in a weird time right now, in the middle of this coronavirus quarantine season of life. We're essentially exiles in our homes. Not in the way Daniel was exiled, of course. We're a different kind of exile, but the principles remain the same. The question remains, how do we faithfully follow the Lord when things aren't going according to plan? This is what the book of Daniel is all about. So in that respect, I think there's a lot we can glean from this. Over the next two episodes, we're gonna be talking about a huge theme in the book of Daniel, the image of God. Because there's a lot of images in Daniel. When you think about the word image, what are some things that come to mind? Photos, statues, maybe your social status or your social standing. I don't know about you, but I love to collect autographs. I have autographs from Disney characters from Disney World, don't judge me, world famous rugby players, Tuskegee Airmen, World War II soldiers, and I've been able to get their autographs and they mean a lot to me. I even have a football signed by this really old NFL football team known as the Houston Oilers. Today, they're known as the Tennessee Titans, but before that, they were known as the Houston Oilers. Super cool. My Uncle Chuck found it and gave it to me as a gift one day. Um, Shout out to my Uncle Chuck, by the way, if you're listening to this. You rock. Anyway, autographs are cool because they're a type of image, right? The point of an image is to reflect the likeness of something. That's why we create these things in the first place. They're supposed to point to something greater than itself. Remind us of something or someone or make a statement of some kind. That's what an image is all about. The Bible has some really interesting things to say about images. And Daniel specifically has a lot of images in it, both good and bad. And in order to understand what Daniel's getting at here in the next few chapters, we're going to go through the Old Testament and give you the crash course on images in the Bible. What they mean, what they do, why they're important, just to make sure we're all caught up on this. Ready? Let's do this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You guys know that verse, right? I hope you do. It's the first sentence in the whole Bible. And the next couple of chapters in Genesis breaks down in a very poetic and beautiful language about what it looks like for God to create the heavens and the earth and everything in existence. If you've never studied or meditated on the first two chapters of Genesis, highly recommend it. They're some of the most complex and beautiful chapters in the whole Bible, but I want to focus today just on a few verses. It happens after God creates everything in existence, galaxies, planets, birds, trees, water cycles, caterpillars, everything. He creates everything with his word and he calls it good. But then on the sixth day, after he's created all of this stuff, he creates something extra special. He creates humans. Genesis 1, 26 through 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God creates all of these good things, but when he creates humans, they stand out from the rest of creation. Why? Because they're made in the image of God, in his likeness. 
People have debated for centuries about what that means exactly. But I think we can all see pretty clearly that there is something unique about us humans. Something is different than the rest of the world. We create, we build, we remember, we think and ponder and meditate, we admire. We make stuff just because it looks cool. We can distinguish what's good and what's not so good, what's evil. We can look at all of the stuff in creation and feel a sense that there's something more out there than meets our eye. A feeling that this wasn't just an accident. Humans aren't just driven by instinct. There's a spiritual and intellectual element to us that sets us apart from everything else in creation. That thing that makes us do that, those experiences, point us to this thing known as the image of God. Theologians call this concept the Imago Dei, which is the image of God in Latin. That contributes nothing to what we're talking about, but you'll sound super cool if you drop that in a sentence at a party. Speaking of parties, I've got really good news for you. You, the person listening to this podcast, you are made in the Imago Dei, the image of God. You're more valuable than you could ever imagine because you have God's signature imprinted upon you. Just like my football has the signatures of all those Houston Oilers football players, only you have way more value than a ratty old football. God's given you worth. When he looks at you, he sees a miniature scale model of himself. When you interact with other humans, you are meant to treat them with that same value as spitting images of God himself. That's a tall order to fill, right? Especially with our sin and death involved. You guys know the rest of the story in the book of Genesis, right? God created Adam and Eve, two of God's creations with his signature on them, his image, his likeness, and he tells them to rule over everything. It's a pretty sweet deal. The only exception, don't take from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This tree gave Adam and Eve the possibility to turn away from God's plans to be their own gods. Have you ever thought about this? Why was that tree there in the first place? It was there because God wanted to give them an option, the option to choose him freely. Real love isn't forced upon someone else. It's a choice. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve chose poorly. They weren't satisfied with being made in God's image. They wanted to be God, and it killed them. And since that moment in history, we've been dealing with the fallout of that decision ever since. We are still made in God's image, but we're broken, jaded images. And since the fall, there's been this temptation in our lives to create other images, to try to do what God did. Only, instead of letting God make us into his image, we try to make God into our image. So we create idols. These idols that we try to worship, well, they end up looking just like us. They don our values. They fit our system. It may not be a physical statue that we worship today. In fact, it, it probably isn't. But we all have things in our lives that if we're not careful, we will start to worship them. Our grades, our careers, our girlfriends or boyfriends, our social status, our social media, our video games, you name it. Just like Adam and Eve's mistake, if we're not careful, we'll try to take good things 
and make them into something that they never should be. We will try to take good and evil into our own hands, and it will kill us every single time. We see this all throughout Israel's history. Idolatry has been the biggest thing that has kept God's people from reflecting his image to a dying world. Whether it's the golden calf in Exodus, the Baal worship in the time of David, or bowing down to the Babylonian gods during the exile, we can look all throughout Israel's history and see how they have been unfaithful to the Lord by going after lesser things, taking good things from creation and worshiping them as if they were the creator. In fact, it was this very sin that led the Jewish people into exile in the first place. They took their inherent value as God's image bearers and they trashed it by bowing to things they should have been ruling over. It's tragic, really. And I think the words of the Psalms sum it up best. Psalm 115, verses 1 through 8. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. For the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness, why should the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak, eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear, noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel, feet, but do not walk. And they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, and so do all who trust in them. Dang. There you have it. So what does all of this have to do with the book of Daniel? That, my friends, is what we're going to talk about next episode. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the Vaughn Forest Student Podcast. Next episode will come out a lot sooner than the previous one. Uh, there was so much content within the first couple of chapters of Daniel that we decided we're just going to break this up into 10-minute segments. So the next episode is going to drop in a couple of days following up with our conversation about images and the book of Daniel and all that other good stuff. I hope this is something that's really fun for you guys. This is super fun for me, and if you're listening to this on the day that it's come out, tonight we are having Midweek Online. This is an awesome opportunity for us to get together in the midst of the pandemic craziness that's going on right now. Even though we can't get together in the same room, we can get together on a video chat and hang out with our friends and talk about what all this stuff has to do kind of on a more person-to-person -person basis. It's going to be really cool. Tonight at 7. Um, and in order to ramp up our security because apparently there are some like hackers and stuff going around we are going to send out a password and a code to get into the um the chat so you should have gotten an email about that if you haven't just message us on instagram or email us at luke.demarco at vonforest.com ask for that um code and that password we'll give that to you no problem but I hope you guys have a great week, and I hope to see you all tonight or next week or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Hope to see you soon. Thanks for duking this out with us. We will see you in a couple of days with episode three of this podcast. See you guys.
This episode of the Von Forrest Student Podcast is brought to you by the word simmer. The word simmer is a word that uh, Von Forrest students use to get whole crowds quiet every single time for some strange reason. Don't really know why this works, but it does. Try using the word simmer on your family when they are annoying the snot out of you during this quarantine season and see if it works on other people. If it does, let us know on social media at Von Forrest Students or post it in a meme page because a lot of you people have those these days. Maybe we'll post it or replay it or whatever you cool cats and kittens are calling this nowadays. Yeah. Simmer. <laughs>